welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director for Meetings Today. Thank you for joining us. Um, and we are joined today by Elena Gersman and Beth Sermon, who um, are representing this interesting new, uh, new feature uh, to meetings and particularly for destinations and, and associations called Social Offset. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Tyler, thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Excellent. So why, why don't you describe uh, what Social Offset is, where the idea came from, why it's important, and, and what's it all trying to accomplish? You know what, Beth, Beth how about I, I, I'll explain some of them and you can answer some of the other questions. So basically, Social Offset is like a carbon offset. So a carbon offset is when you, you know, use uh, and you do something in the, the environment, and then you need to offset that carbon somehow. So social offset is offsetting the impact that your dollars are being, um, your dollars are having when you go to a location that the state policies and the state laws may not be aligned with your values. Um, and I'll give you a quick story of how this came to be, and it will explain what a little bit more about what social offset is. Uh, in 2019, I was traveling, I was at the Dallas airport and I was looking for something to, to eat for dinner, and I saw a Chick-fil-A. Now, I'm part of the LGBTQ plus community, and I've not bought Chick-fil-A because years ago there was um, some of their corporate officers spot were publicly against uh, same-sex marriage and other uh, anti-gay sentiments, so I typically don't buy sandwiches there. But I went ahead and bought a sandwich there. And the second I did that, I went back and I started uh, sitting down in the airport and I was like, I wonder how much of my sandwich profit might go into someone's pocket that would then go to go to a, um, a foundation or a charity that was anti-gay. Um, and I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I had an app on my phone that I could like type in? I spent $8 on the sandwich, 82 cents of it goes to a, a could potentially go to a bad place. Let me donate 82 cents to counteract that 82 cents that could be going to a bad place. Uh, so I had this idea to, to create an app. Nothing happened to it. COVID got in the way. Family got in the way. Life got in the way. Um, fast forward to ASAE that was planning, a, which is the large conference for association executives, uh, planned their event uh, in August of 2022 in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, and a number of us were talking who were going to this conference. We're going to Tennessee, and Tennessee has uh, a number of laws that go against our values, not only anti-queer laws, but uh, they were going to have an abortion trigger law post-Dobbs go into effect. Uh, so one of our friends and a member of now of the Social Offset Board, Aaron Fuller, came up with a calculation showing about $50 a day that we were spending, whether by hotel tax and food and beverage, were go was going to the state government and a state government that passed laws that were against what our values were. So the key was to offset that by donating to a charity. And, and uh, we only picked one charity uh, for that effort. In the future, we're going to have a lot more charities to select from. But we picked a local abortion uh, rights charity, reproductive health charity, and we raised over thirty-five hundred dollars um, in, in August. I'll leave it at that. I'm sure I left stuff off. 
Yeah, I can fill in a couple of uh, other pieces as well. So Tyler, my background is in events. I've been an events professional for, for more than 20 years. And so that's the lens through which I view the world. And uh, in the events community, as I'm sure you're well aware as the people listening to this podcast, there's just a lot of conversation right now about the issues of members and uh, attendees saying, hey, cancel your event or move your event. I'm not going to that destination. And it comes from a good place, right? We've, we've got this idea in our head that boycotting a destination will, you know, make an impact, will uh, wake up the politicians and they'll say, oh no, I can't lose, you know, all of this valuable meetings and events money. Uh, so I'm going to pay attention. And that was the case in a pre-2020 world. However, as I'm sure you're aware, and, and many of the listeners, we're in a very different political environment now than we were just a few years ago. Uh, in fact, uh, we have heard anecdotally uh, stories of politicians saying, I don't care if these people don't come. In fact, I think it's a good thing. Let them take you know, their liberal left-leaning views someplace else. I don't want them in my city. And what this is doing is a couple of things that are really hurting the events community and the associations community. So one, destinations really rely on that money to keep running, right? You know, that's why we bring events into cities. We know there's large economic impact. And oftentimes we're hurting the people that we're intending to help with boycotts. Nashville is a great example. Erin, uh, same woman who did the calculation, uh, also learned that 73% of the hospitality workers in Nashville, they're women. And here we were saying, well, maybe we don't want to go because of reproductive health, but these are people who wouldn't get paid, women who would not get paid if we didn't come in and bring our business to that city. So that's one big key piece of it. The other side of it is my thinking in terms of events and associations, events are meant to bring people together. And so if we start picking and choosing where we're going based on you know, political lines, think about all the people we're leaving behind and all the ways we're uh, further serving to divide uh, our country and our organizations. And so for me, social offset really helps provide that balance. No, it doesn't fix every single problem that's happening in a destination, but it allows me as an individual to go in, participate in the one I, way I, I want and need to participate, but also provide some credit, some offset to the dollars that I'm spending there so I can feel like I am helping the causes as opposed to hurting them. And I think a lot of times an interesting facet of this is a lot of times the events are held in major metropolitan areas. So, you know, say if you might have an issue with something Texas is doing, well, Dallas is probably, I mean, you know, maybe 70, 80% of their voters are in disagreement with what the state is doing. So you end up hurting, I guess, some of the people um, in those metropolitan areas that may be behind uh, whatever cause it is that that you're behind. A hundred percent. You know, part of the the origin story of social offset is I went to South by Southwest earlier this year, which is always taking place in Austin, Texas, and it was right during the time where the uh, policy was coming out to remove trans kids from their parents because they said it was you know harmful to them, and so I had mixed feelings being there in Austin during that time for a cause that I clearly care a lot about, and Elena had and I were were talking about it, and I also had the opportunity to talk to the organizer 
of South by Southwest, who one, was very upset about the issue at hand, but two, was saying how they needed to use the event as a platform to help educate people and bring people together. So there's just a lot of complexity wrapped up in these issues that, you know, I didn't even understand before we really started diving into this. And, and how do you decide which issues to champion or or when it may be an issue? I mean, Roe versus Wade, of course, that's very easy. There's a quite a clear dividing line between, I guess, what you would call blue states and red states, and and then some what some of the state uh, governments are doing. Um, that's very easy to pinpoint. But moving forward, um, you know, what is your philosophy on? Uh, a, like uh, determining what issue could be a hot button issue, and then B, uh, you know, selecting the organization that, you know, the nonprofit or what have you um, to support or, or have uh, people interested in support. Tyler, that, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, which is one of our biggest questions that we're working through. Um, and one of the things that we're committed to, we're committed to two things at the base tenet of uh, picking causes and charities. One, that whatever charity we pick is going to be local because that's what needs to be offset. The second tenet is that the causes need to be done through discussion between us and whatever client that we're serving, whether that client is a city, a destination, whether it is an association or whether it is you know, a large event like Sundance Film Fest Festival um, or a concert or music or whatever whatever the client is, what are their objectives? What are their core values? Um, are their core values around reproductive health and uh, anti-racism or their core values around, LG, you know, LGBTQ plus rights and hunger, right? So we'll have a number of causes that align with the core values of social offset to choose from and then we'll go about uh, selecting charities. And depending on who the client is, we'll, you know, sometimes they know exactly like, here's the charity we want. We know they do great work, their direct service. Um, and if they know that, that's great. If not, we'll do some research. And we're very um, committed to making sure that we do the research and vet the charity, right? So if they're large enough to be on Charity Navigator or GuideStorm, We'll make a phone call, make sure they're still active because there's a lot of charities that go in and out um, and we'll pick charities based on that. But the first thing, causes that align with everybody's objectives and then the charities. Um, and the one quick thing I want to add is what we did in Nashville was we only had one cause, reproductive right. health, and we only yeah. had one charity. That's yeah. not the model we'll go going okay. forward. So we're going to have multiple causes and that is because we know that there are different people in the world, right? With different triggers and different values. And what we don't wanna do is we don't want to further divide our community, right? So if there's only one cause and you don't wanna give money to that cause, well, now we've alienated you as opposed to, hey, maybe you, you're not ready to give money to abortion care of Tennessee for, for pro-choice, but you know what? Every day you go to the convention center, you're walking by, people that are clearly hungry or housing insecure. Let me give money to that. Um, so we want to have a number of charities and causes. Uh, so everybody who attends has something that they can feel good about and it's not partisan. Interesting. And any other lessons from, uh, I mean, I think you described uh, Nashville. 
as a, the uh, proof and concept exercise. Anything else to, that you learned from that effort there at ASAE? I mean, one of the things that I learned was just what an issue this is for the events community. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, I, it, it, I, I knew it going into it, right? Because we've been talking about it, but there are a number of sessions that I, I spoke at or participated in at ASAE, and this came up every single time. And, you know, I think, and I'm speaking, you know, specifically to the event planners here, we've been real beat up over the past couple of years, right? And all of us were just ready to just, you know, finally get started going back to in-person. And here's yet another hurdle, right, that we have to overcome in, in bringing people together. And so for me, this was, you know, we knew it was a good idea, but to understand the need in the marketplace and the need to, again, really help associations continue to go forward, I think I underestimated how big that challenge was and how big that need was before we went to ASAE. I just want to plus one that, Beth. I mean, when we got there, you know, we were hoping people would like it. They didn't like it. They loved it. I mean, it was amazing. It was filling a need. And one of the things we kept hearing is that's such a simple idea. And we're like, it's so simple. It really is simple. Um, you know, one of the things that we also I also learned, we learned is we thought it would be important for the destinations that were and the associations going to blue cities and red states. You know, Tyler, you mentioned Dallas, right? And you have Austin and you have Salt Lake City. Um, and Visit Salt Lake is actually our first, they were the first one to pledge money to help us build this site. Um, but Visit Seattle also pledged money to help us build the site. And that was, I was curious about that. You know, why would a blue city and a blue state, um, you know, want social offset or why would they need social offset? And it, and it got us thinking and we realized that there's pretty much three scenarios and I'm very going really brief and um, 30,000 foot on this, but when I talk with my board of directors or other association CEOs, that's what I do in my day job. I, I, I'm a CEO for an association is the board's getting really confused about what to do because we're hearing from our members about different locations. And I see that boards have three options to take pretty much. They can say, ignore all politics and just pick a location because it hits the, the logistical objectives. The second option is figure out what, what are their values and what are their causes and, and pick states based on that. And then cross your fingers that by the time you get to that state in two or three years, those values and those causes are still the case. And the mm -hmm. third option is the one that scares everybody, which is let's just go virtual, um, which means the blue states, the red states, the blue cities, the red cities, everybody's going to lose. And to Beth's point, that beauty of in-person um, events go away with the virtual. And I think all of us feel so strongly about the connections, the human connections that we get when we see people uh, face to face. Um, that, so that is why I, that's something we learned, at, at least I'll speak for me, myself, I learned that it, it, everybody in the meetings community, the industry really cares about social offset and what we're doing because of that. And then um, I may have sort of alluded to this before, but, you know, how, how do you choose which uh, issues to champion? And I think, and I know, you know, you're just beginning this, but I believe you have a a board and do you uh, vote um, or on uh, we're going to support these issues or maybe this issue isn't in alignment with uh, what we're trying to achieve or 
how does that process work? It, it really sounds like a challenge to narrow things down. I mean, I, I, it's, it's, the goal is to try not to narrow, but to be broad, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we have what we call our five or six, which is reproductive health, anti-racism, mm -hmm. LGBTQ rights, hunger, homelessness, and environment. But I was talking to a couple of CEOs the other day who, who their objectives for their organization might actually center more around gun violence. Mm -hmm. um, so we as a board haven't talked about gun violence as a um, as a charity and as a cause, but if we really want to be inclusive, which we really do want to do, and we don't want to be partisan, is what are those charities? What are those causes? Um, so we want to be as broad as possible. But the other thing is we also, and we haven't done this yet, but we're going to do a, a, um, a facilitated workshop with the board of directors. What are those things that we won't touch? Um, yeah. So what are those guardrails? And, and there will be some because we do have values as an organization that we will uphold. Um, but we want to work with individual clients to find what best meets their objectives. And, and I think, you know, most, you know, the, it is a polarized nation we live in. That's no secret. And, it, you know, it really does. It seems like you come down on what would be more sort of the blue polarization um, I mean, I, do you ever envision someone kind of approaching you with a, with a charity that uh, is on from the other side of the aisle or, uh, you know, how, and how would you address that or what sort of decision making would go into contemplating that? It's a really good question. And, and as Elena said, that's something that the board is working through right now. Uh, so, you know, understanding and identifying you know, what are the core values that social offset itself holds. Uh, and once we understand those, then we'll be able to say yes or no, this meets our criteria or it does not. I mean, at, at, at its heart and at its core, it's about, you know, helping people and making the world a better place. And so if someone was to come forward with an organization and they could justify how it was helping and not hurting, I could imagine a scenario where we would at least talk it through and, and examine it again with, with open eyes in the spirit of bringing people together and inclusiveness. Uh, but you know, it, it's very important to us that this is something that creates more good in the world and uh, less divisiveness. So those are gonna be two of the things that are at the top of our list when we're having those conversations. Right. I'll just add to that. I mean, we sure. use red and blue sometimes as a shorthand, but that's yeah. not, those aren't our core values. It's not like we're only going to, um, you know, give charity charity to blue organizations and not red. Not, not at all. We really want to make sure that we're putting money into the local hands that are going to do something. And there's so many issues that people forget about that have nothing to do with politics, whether it's, you know, if you think about after school programs uh, that help the help hungry or housing insecure individuals, that's not a red or blue issue. Um, and so many of these issues, it's, it's a shortcut when we want to be divisive to think about it that way. But we're hoping to get a little bit more purple um, and get get the society a little bit less div divisive, especially because boycotts are divisive by themselves. So if we if you can still go to an event and we give you an opportunity to easily offset that um, the your tax dollars, well, it's a win win. Um, well, it's a great step, and, and 
thank you both for doing this. And I know it's an evolution. Um, where can people find out more about this? And do you have anything else uh, to add that our listeners might uh, might uh, get some uh, more uh, information about? So right now, thank you for that. And thank you, Tyler, for, for having us and giving us this platform with your audience. Um, so there's a site called socialoffset.com that is our proof of concept from Nashville. Uh, and then there's also socialoffset.org, which is just a landing page right now. So we were in the beginning stages of doing branding work, and then we will do a full robust uh, web development, beautiful site that's coming out. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, sometime in October. Uh, and then we have a few pilot associations that wanna try us out. We're working with our pledge donors in terms of what they need. So the best thing if someone's interested is to send us a note at info at socialoffset.com. That's info at socialoffset.com. If you wanna stay informed, uh, if you have questions, let us know if, if you want to pilot your organization or you wanna be on a list for 2023, uh, just send us a note. We're a bunch of friendly folks. Oh, great. Thank you for joining us, uh, Elena and Beth. Thank you so much. Great, and uh, that was Elena uh, Gersman and Beth Serma with Social Offset. Uh, thank you to both of them for joining us. Uh, thank you for listening to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director of Meetings Today. If you're interested in more of our podcast with uh, industry thought leaders, just head on over to Meetings Today com to our podcast section where we have a wealth of them uh, available for you to uh, listen to at your convenience. So thanks for joining us today. And uh, no matter what you're up to with the rest of it, go out and make it a great one. Thank you. Mm -hmm.